Congratulations to all you seniors. 58 years ago, I was a senior. And now I'm a senior again. <clears throat> You're fixing to graduate to go out into a uh, world that will uh, challenge you. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, I'll go out into a world one of these days I'll graduate again. <clears throat> say, don't say that. That happens. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Jeremiah chapter number 8, verses 18 through verse number 22. When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Jeremiah, the prophet of a broken heart, born to priests, chosen to be a prophet, never permitted to marry. He never had one convert that we know of that's recorded. He wanted to resign, but God would not let him. He wanted to quit pe uh, preaching, but he said it was like a fire in his bones. Would you pray with me? Father, as we come to this passage of Scripture, I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit be upon my thoughts. Uh, give me, Lord, the words that I need to say. Open the ears and the hearts of thy people uh, as they listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 22 of our text, we find a doctor, we find medicine and health as our subject. Uh, Three questions are asked there. First question is, is there no Rom in Gilead? The second question is, is there no physician there? And the third question, why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? I am told that the number one killer of mankind is a heart attack. Followed by cancer, I think, uh, and maybe stroke and respiratory and on down the line. I've noticed in all the prayer meetings that I have been in here lately, uh, we're always requesting prayer for the sick. Uh, or we're requesting prayer for ourselves, uh, who has some sickness that we would like to be 
healed of. And I do believe we need to pray for the sick. The Word of God tells us to do that. But very seldom do I hear a prayer of, uh, Lord, would you, pray, would, would you help me pray for my neighbor that's lost? Uh, or would you pray for one of my family members uh, that's lost? A sister or a brother or a mother or dad. I think we're more interested in getting people healed physically than we are getting people healed spiritually. I believe sometimes we're more interested in keeping people out of heaven than we are in keeping people out of hell. Jeremiah speaks of a bomb here, which was a substance that was taken from a tree there in Gilead, and uh, it was for medical purposes. Um, It was very valuable in Jeremiah's day. There's a story, if you remember back in the book of Genesis, chapter number 37, there in verse number 25, where it says that one day Joseph's father sent him down to feed his brethren. He said, take them some food down there. And when they saw Joseph coming down the line, they said, here comes that dreamer. It's time that we get rid of him. And they looked and they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming out of Gilead, and it said that they sold Joseph unto him, and they carried him back down into Egypt. But one of the things it says there, it says that they were carrying balm from Gilead. In other words, they were taking it back down to the land of Egypt. So the question is, uh, is there no spiritual healing for the people. Is there no way that people can be saved? What is the spiritual illness that the Bible speaks of? When you go to the doctor, and I'm sure everybody in here has probably, unless you're very young, you've been to the doctor this year. When you go into the doctor, What do you do? Well, he begins to examine you. He checks your eyes. He checks your nose. uh, He checks your ears, your throat, and and maybe even does an x-ray of you. So just for a moment before we really get into the heart of the message, and I'll not keep you long. You just listen fast. Let's take a visit to the great physician and see how he would diagnose our human body today. He would look at the head and he would say from Isaiah 1.15, the whole head is sick. He would look at the eyes and in 2 Peter chapter number 2 verse 14, he would say that the eyes are full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. He would look at our ears in Matthew 3 and 5 and he would say that our ears are dull of hearing. He would look at our lips in Romans 3 and 13 and say that the poison of asp is under their lips. He would look at our tongues in James 3 and 8 and he would say that our tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. He would look at our throat in Romans 3 and 13 and he would say that the throat is an open sepulcher. He would look at our neck in Deuteronomy 31 27 and he'd say, The neck is stiff and rebellious. Um, 
He would look at the hands in Psalm 26, verse 10, and he would say, the hands are full of mischief and bribes. Um, He would look at our feet in Proverbs 6 and 18, and he would say, the feet are swift running to mischief. Uh, He would take an x-ray, and in Job 20 and 11, he would say, that our bones are full of sin of our youth. Uh, He would look at the number one killer, the heart. And in Jeremiah 17, he would say, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So church, it looks to me like that we need a spiritual healing. And the Bible says there's a remedy for us. Is there no spiritual healing in Gilead? Is there no healing ointment today in our churches where people can come and hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and come to know Him in the free pardon of sin? There was the bomb that was the bomb that was provided. How was it provided? We're told that it come from a special tree. Somebody that I read after said it was the Vic Save of the day, 60% stronger than any Vic Save of today. And as you look at the context of the question, you find a couple of conditions that are here. In verse number 18 of Jeremiah 8, he says, When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. So Jeremiah spoke of a sorrowful heart. The sorrowful heart, it speaks of a grief that is brought on by uh, afflictions. And when he says a heart is faint in me, he uses a word that speaks of being sick. He was sick with sorrow. Have you ever been so sick that you just felt sick all over? He tells us in Psalms 13, verse number 2, the psalmist spoke of having sorrow in his heart daily. In Psalm 38, 17, he spoke of the sorrow as being continually before him. In Psalms 107, verse 39, he spoke of being brought low through oppression, afflictions, and sorrow. Are you in a situation today that brings daily stress that you are experiencing continual sorrow? I think I'd be safe in saying Sorrow is coming to all of us. Jeremiah not only spoke of a sorrowful heart, but he speaks of a sinful heart. Notice what he says in verse 19. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people. Because of them that dwell in a far country, is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images? And with strange vanities. Jeremiah is writing and he's preaching unto the people that had turned away from the Lord and turned away from true worship to graven images. So you might say here they were sin sick. They were sin sick because God had forsaken them, but not forgotten them. I'm glad that God doesn't forget. I'm glad that whosoever will can come. Pray for this senior. He's got problems in his latter days. Uh, 
remember the pastor gave us a, a breakdown a week or so ago. On 168 hours. That's how many hours we have in a week. He told us how many hours we sleep, how many hours we work, uh, how many hours we just spend uh, maybe uh, entertainment. Uh, and very few hours, uh, he spoke about us giving unto God. Our time of worship uh, is not much of a time. Uh, we come in here on Sunday morning, uh, we come in here on Wednesday, uh, and we spend an hour or two on uh, maybe Sunday morning and maybe this way on Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, and so not much time is given to the Lord. And Jeremiah spoke of strange vanities. Uh, that which is empty... And that which is vain. So the sinful heart is an empty heart. Notice second of all, the balm that was precious. Uh, I understand of reading that they got this from a tree. And it was kind of like getting maple syrup or the stuff out of the maple trees up north. But they said it was so precious in that day that sometimes they would only get 30, 40, or maybe 50 drops a day. That's what made it expensive. So, the mom that was sinful, sorrowful, could handle a broken heart. Has your heart been broken by the cares of life? I want you to know there's a healing that's available Another question here, is there no physician there? No doubt in my mind, because of where this was gathered, uh, I'm sure that doctors flocked there. I think I would be safe in saying the guilty. I'd say there was a doctor's office on every corner because they went to where the medicine was at. So, no doubt about it, many physicians were there. I could translate that somewhat like this, uh, if I may, and not do injustice to that. Uh, not only were there physicians available to do the healing and applying the medication there for them, but let me translate it like this. Is there no churches today? Is there no churches today? I think I would be safe in saying, Pastor, there's about a church on every corner like a doctor's office was in Gilead. There was a doctor's office on every corner. It's the fact that we're not doing the things that God wants us to do. I'm guilty. What about you? I'm guilty. Plenty of physicians. Is there a doctor to treat your sorrows? Is there a doctor to treat your sinful heart? Uh, Exodus 15, 26 says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And when you look at that word there, I am the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's a compound name from God, which is Jehovah Rophi, which means the Lord, the physician that is able to heal, what, to heal whatever you may have wrong with you. Isaiah 53, 5. You know it? was wounded for our transgressions, uh, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. 
<coughs> if you see physical healing in that verse, you need to go back and study it again and read it again. How would you like to be healed spiritually? There are simple things that you can do. Let me give them to you right quick here. The place you must go. Where was the bomb of Gilead? It came from a tree, speaking of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you've got to come to the foot of the cross. Uh, remember the message that I preached on here some time ago where Jesus says, I'm but a worm, and I gave you the details concerning about the worm that went there and climbed up on a, uh, a Kermis tree, I believe it was, uh, and buried itself into it and died there and, and birthed its young there uh, and uh, put... Uh, uh, a red coloring all over their young when they were born, which means there that they were covered by the Lord of the of the Lord of the Excuse me. Let me get rid of this cough drop. <clears throat> you've got to come to the place where you can find help and healing. The place you go, you go to the throne of grace. Uh, come. All you that are weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Uh, the person you must see is the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who can heal a broken, a sorrowful, and a sinful heart. Uh, if you went to the best hospital today, and you go in and you say, Doc, I'm, I'm sick, can you help me? They might be able to help you in some way. They would say, well, you need to change your lifestyle. I want you to know that doesn't work. Uh, I used to change lifestyle every Monday morning. It didn't work. Have you ever changed your lifestyle? Have you ever had a good night on a Saturday night and you just uh, blew everything and you woke up the next day and you didn't know where you was at and your head hurt and all these things were going on and you say, I'm never going to do this again. And the next week, what did you do? You got a bigger bucket of paint? a bigger brush, and you went back out on the town and you painted again to go through the same thing again. To the best of his ability, the doctor might try to help you. Now when I go to the doctor, here's what they do. They write me a prescription. Y'all get a prescription? So there's a place you go, there's a person you see, and then there's the prescription that you must take. Uh, let me give you this prescription. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Along with the prescription of Acts 16.30, I want you to take the prescription of Romans 10.13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here today and you're saved and you have a broken heart, then He'll write your prescription for this. He'll write your prescription of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast in all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Along with that prescription, I want you to take Proverbs 3 and 5 along with 1 Peter 5 and 7. 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And you can find things that will heal the broken heart. Ever heard of a man by the name of uh, Joseph Scriven? Why no, Pastor? I don't know that name. Okay. Joseph Scriven was born and reared in the land of Ireland. Joseph Scriven was to be married. But on the day before his wedding, his bride-to-be in an accident, suddenly was drowned. He went down to the water's edge and watched them as they took his bride-to-be out of the water and laid her body there on the ground. He suffered a shock that he never got over. He decided to move from there and go to the land of Canada. He worked with the homeless and the young people there in that land. Never married, but one day he got word that his mother was sick. And he sat down and he wrote a poem to send to his mother. The name of the poem was A Friend Who Understands. That poem was set to music in days later. <clears throat> if I may, it goes like this. What a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Help me. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And Joseph's mother read that. Last of all, there was the bomb that was personal. By that, I simply mean this. I had a good mother. I had a good grandmother. But I'm not going to heaven because I had a good mother. Nor am I going to heaven because I had a good grandmother. When y'all... <clears throat> <clears throat> when y'all celebrated my 50th year of ministry. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to I say... I had a first cousin come up and put her arms around me and hug me tight. And she said, Granny's shouting all over heaven today. 
You know why Granny was shouting all over heaven? On Friday evening, I'd run out of the house, jump off the porch in a hurry. I'd do that on Friday evening, and I'd do that on Saturday night. And I could see my grandmother come through the door very quickly. And I'd hear her as she would shout out to me as I would go out to get in the car with some buddies. She'd say, Jerry, are you coming to go to church with me tomorrow? We'll see, Grandma. The next words is what got me. I'll be praying for you. I want you to know today, here is a grandson that's standing in this church today because a grandmother stood on the porch and prayed for me. And nobody got saved for me. She couldn't save for me. She couldn't get saved for me. Nobody else could get saved for me. You got to come on your own. You got to come on your own. Notice here. Has your peace been forfeited? Are you going through needless pain? It's all because you do not carry everything to God in prayer. I need your prayers. Pray with me. Father, I pray today for those who may not know you the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. I pray today that they might come, that you can heal their sin-sick soul. There's a great physician that's waiting here for them today. There's a bomb of Gilead waiting for them. I pray for that one today, Lord, that's going through troubles and trials. They need to come and cast their cares upon the Lord. They need to trust in the Lord and lead not into their own understanding. In all the ways, acknowledge Him. So I pray today, God, in a moment as this group of people sings, thank you again for one more opportunity to stand and for just a few moments Speak your word. Pray today that you speak to the hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.